Hello and welcome to another episode of Football Talk Podcast. My name is Ozzy and I'm your host for today's show. So to begin, I'll be reviewing the big games that took place during uh, last weekend. So I think there's no other place but to start with Liverpool versus Arsenal. So this happened during match week 12. Um what can I say? In terms of the scoreline, a bit of a surprise. I wasn't expecting a big scoreline from this match. However, um, I think the second half performance, Liverpool really showed a different level to, to their game, uh, which probably took Arsenal by surprise, who for me actually did really well in the first half. Uh, and in particular, Ramsdale, who made some great saves uh, early on, so a couple of shots. I think Salas had a shot and Mane had one as well. So made some good saves early on, but unfortunately wasn't able to um, prevent an opening goal from Liverpool just before half-time from uh, Sadio Mane. Scored a fantastic header, uh, great cross by Trent Alexander-Arnold. So perfect timing for Liverpool in terms of grabbing the goal just before half-time. Uh, in regards to Mane... Um, if you watch my previous episodes, you you know that I'm a big supporter of his, and I feel like there were a lot of fans um, that sort of what's the word disregarded his quality um, because he had a poor season last year. Uh, considering he 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 still got double figures in terms of goals, but obviously the way Mane has played over the years, the expectations a lot more higher, but. I just feel like people need to put some respect back on Mane's name. Um, he's getting the goals this season. He's second top goal scorer at Liverpool, uh, top five in the Premier League. So it's only right that he's still regarded as one of the top performers in the league. Uh, some may argue and say that he's lost a bit of speed or has lost a bit of sort of his dynamic play um, in comparison to previous years, but. For me, he's still effective. He's still getting the numbers. Uh, he's working hard for the team as well. So, for me, he's still a very important player. Uh, I know there's rumours of him possibly demanding a certain salary for his new contract. Um, similar stance with Salah. I think we need to sign both of them. It doesn't make sense to let both of these two player goes, players go, unfortunately, because... Um, They've been phenomenal for, for us ever since they've joined the club. And just because they're 29, 30, you know, which I think nowadays is a bit of a myth in terms of when, once you've reached that age, uh, you're pretty much done in football because a lot of players over the last few years have shown that it's not really about the age. You know, you've got Zlatan who's still playing, Cristiano Ronaldo who's still playing. Um, and Lewandowski, they're all still playing to the highest level, even Luis uh, Suarez as well. So for me, the, the sort of the modern day footballers, they're not like the footballers from the 90s and the noughties where uh, I think in terms of their lifestyle, they weren't as dedicated as the current crop of modern football players are. So they looked up, they're looked after by the clubs in terms of um, nutritionists and and making sure that they're, even if they're not playing, that they still have a sort of set regime in terms of working out and just making sure they're fit. 
Um, so it's different in this modern day football, in my opinion. So having this kind of thinking that once you turn 29, 30, you're pretty much you're done or your sell back's finished, um, I don't agree with that. So for me, Salah and Mane need to stay alongside Firmino. Um, some may argue with that, but I feel like those three players are still pivotal in terms of how we play and have a big future with the club going forward. So back to the game. Um, 1-0, which was a great start into the second half. And Liverpool were just a completely different team and produced a different performance altogether. Very aggressive with the pressing, which is what we lacked in the first half. And that actually helped um, uh, helped with the second goal. So a misplaced pass by the Arsenal left-back Tavares, uh, which basically gave Jota um, the advantage. And he produced a great goal, thinking uh, past the goalkeeper and sliding it open net. So great goal, great piece of skill from him. Third goal, great run. And crossed by Mane to Salah, he pretty much scores a tap-in. So, no love lost there. You know, there's always rumours that, oh, they don't get along with each other. I think the celebration shows that they're pretty much in, you know, still have good relations. They're pretty much uh, team players there. So, great to see that. And the fourth goal was finished off by Taki, who literally just stepped onto the pitch um, and hits the back of the net. Great assist by Trent, who also... Uh, provided the assist for the first goal uh, in the game. So, overall, a great win for Liverpool. A great performance. Arsenal, I think they played well. Uh, the first half showed uh, their quality that they can sort of compete uh, with the top teams in the league. So, shouldn't feel too disheartened. I know it's a 4-0 loss, but it's sort of still room for improvement in terms of um, how they're playing this season. But, as I mentioned earlier on, Liverpool just showed a different level um, in terms of quality and this was uh, proved towards the end of the game. So, great win for Liverpool there and it was a must win for me, especially the sort of setback that we had against West Ham. So, yeah, overall very pleased with that win. Now, the next fixture, Watford versus Manchester United. So, a sad day in football, guys. Um, Ole has been sacked as Manchester United manager. Um, personally, I'd like to thank him for his contribution. Uh, he will be missed. Um, he's not just a legend at United. He's a, <laughs> he's a Premier League legend as well. Uh, no, all jokes aside, um, was I surprised by this sacking? Uh, not entirely, I think. Obviously, the, the two losses against Liverpool and Man City did not help because the way they lost those two games uh, is not what you expect from a Manchester United team. <clears throat> but to lose the way they did against Watford was pretty much... It hit the nail in the coffin for, for Ole, unfortunately. Um, it probably got to a stage where the United board had no choice but to part ways with Ole because right now the interim manager is Michael Carrick, but I believe they're trying to re recruit a potential interim manager for the rest of the season. So the big question is, who will that manager be? So at the minute, it's a bit still a bit up in the end in terms of what direction Manchester United are going in. 
Uh, they've been linked to Pochettino, who's, well, I don't know if he's said it directly, but their source is saying that he would jump uh, at the chance to be Manchester United manager. Uh, you've also got Zinedine Zidane. For me, I don't personally see any uh, links with that. I don't, I don't see Zidane joining Manchester United. I don't think it's the club that he would want to manage. And that's no offence to Manchester United as a club. I think he would probably want to join a club where the team is pretty settled. So, like when he was at Real Madrid, the team was pretty much there. I don't see him joining a team for the long term. So, I don't see him being there for like more than two, three years. Um, There is no attachment with Manchester. Obviously, with Real Madrid, obviously a club legend there. I feel like he'd probably join a club like a Juventus in the future, maybe. I don't really see him hunting down for any managerial positions at this stage. He's probably enjoying his time off right now, to be honest. So I don't think Zinedine Zidane is the right type of candidate for this role. Uh, Eric Ten Hag, who for me is a fantastic manager. And if United were to get him, I think that would be a great appointment. Um, As well as Pochettino, I think people are showing a little bit of disregard on Pochettino's name because he hasn't won trophies. So that's always the argument that he hasn't won any trophies. So what credibility does he have? But let's not forget how he transformed Tottenham as a team. They were challenging for the title, top four, consistently for the last two, three years in his regime. Uh, They reached the Champions League final against Liverpool. They were in the League Cup as well, I believe. So... There were a lot of positives with Pochettino there. Um, and I feel like he would be a good fit for Manchester United. So that would be the sort of the top candidates there. But as I mentioned previously, it looks like an interim manager is also on the cards um, if they're not able to get their first target. So let's say Poch is the number one target. He might not be able to leave Paris Saint-Germain mid-season as it's pretty much an awkward time for that to happen. So you've got, I'm not joking, there are there have been links with Steve Bruce, um, another club legend there, and Laurent Blanc, a former player at United. So Steve Bruce, for me, if he was to be appointed, it would be a thing where it's just literally a step gap for that next manager to come in. Laurent Blanc would be an interesting one because let's say he actually does well for Manchester United and he's able to win a trophy or challenge for the title towards the end of the season he might be in that same sort of boat with Ole when Ole came in as an interim manager and pretty much surprised everyone in terms of the results that he was able to achieve so it might be that same sort of route where the interim manager gets the permanent role as a neutral I I think they need to aim high and try and get someone I don't even think they necessarily need to get someone with premiership experience. I feel like they need to get someone who's there for the long term, has a philosophy, um, mainly to play a certain type of football because that is what Manchester United fans want. But at the same time, encouraged to promote the youngsters through the academy, which has been pivotal over the years for Manchester United. So let me know what you guys think in the comments. Uh, It'll be interesting to see who actually gets a point as manager. Uh, I think today was the first game 
that Michael Carrick managed against Villarreal in the in the Champions League, which they won two 0 goals from Ronaldo and Sancho there. So good start for the interim manager. <clears throat> Could he be the be the person that manages the team up to the end of the season? I wouldn't say that's the right right direction to go, but I guess at this stage it's an option, especially if they're not able to get a worthy candidate right now. So interesting to see how how that goes for Manchester United there. But back to the game itself. Watford, they were messing around in this one. Very clinical towards the second half. Um, goals coming from King, uh, Ismail Assar, who missed the penalty. Um, Pedro, uh, who scored his debut goal, um, was emotional afterwards. So it, sh it showed how much it meant for him to score that goal. And Emmanuel Dennis, who was phenomenal throughout the game. So, yeah, not the best of victory, uh, sorry, best of matches for Manchester United, but Obviously, new manager coming now, so maybe that'll change their fortunes. Who knows? We'll see how that goes on in the next match week. Uh, the next game is Leicester City versus Chelsea. So, another dominant performance by Chelsea here. Leicester have just been a bit of a strange team this year. They've just not been able to be consistent. I know they've had a few injuries in the squad, uh, but this game, I feel like they really missed Tillemans in the midfield. Uh, he pretty much makes everything tick um, in that team. So definitely a big loss for Leicester City there, especially if you look at the sort of squad players that they have. They're not very creative. They're more defensive-minded players uh, in the midfield. So, yeah, that's probably something they would have to look into in terms of recruitment for January maybe or even next summer. So because this... This is something that keeps happening with Leicester City. They seem to lack that edge or lack that quality um, as the season goes on. So consistency is the key for a successful team in the Premier League. And it's just not worked out for Leicester so far. But in regards to Chelsea, you've got Ben Chilwell and Reese James playing phenomenal football in the last few weeks. Uh, they both really benefited from playing further up, um, which obviously reduces their defensive duty. So they're able to adventure forward, uh, provide great service from the wide areas, but also have some shots on goal. Chua uh, was quite close to scoring here, hitting the crossbar, but Rudiger was able to open the scoreline with a great header uh, from the corner there. But the best goal, the goal of the game came from N'Golo Kante. What a goal. Uh, Maisie run from the halfway line and he smashed it with his left foot. Uh, great, great goal to see. A great player, of course. Uh, someone I'm sure everyone rates very highly. Um, people say he probably should be doing that a bit more. So I find that interesting. I think he, his sort of passing and shooting ability is slightly underrated. He can he can produce some good shots. Uh, it's just that that's not his game. So uh, let's see how many more he gets this season. But Christian Pulisic is not been in, in the team that much this season. Wraps up the game to give Chelsea the win. So this still puts Chelsea top of the league, uh, three points clear from Man City. Um, Chelsea, I believe, were also able to win today uh, in the Champions League, 4-0 uh, victory. So another great win for them. Um, they're pretty much qualified, haven't they? So just another sort of tick box for them in terms of the formalities of completing their group matches in the Champions League. But next fixture... Man City versus Everton. So, 
great home win for City there. Sterling was able to play in this game back in the starting lineup, and for me, he did really well, fantastically um, performed during the game. I feel like this is just my own preference. I feel like he's just so much better suited in this team playing on the left uh, than Grealish. As much as I rate Grealish as a player, um, Sterling just gives you something extra on the pitch, uh, gives you extra speed, um, extra sort of spark in in the final thirds that you need and is able to get some crucial goals as well. So, <clears throat> excuse me, during this game, he was able to to open the scoreline. A great assist by Cancelo uh, with the outside of his foot and Sterling was able to provide a simple finish on goal. But Rodri, um, similar to Kante grabbing the headlines for that match, did the same for this one with a fantastic goal. Um, Long-range shot from 30 yards, smashed it in top corner. Beautiful goal. Probably one of the best goals of the week. Um, and Bernardo Silva was able to get the final goal from close range. So another great win for City there. Um able to maintain their position in the league with second position. Uh, they've got a big game over the weekend against West Ham, who are challenging the top four right now. So, interesting to see how that pans out. And finally, Tottenham versus Leeds United. So, Spurs are able to claim their first win under Conte. Uh, before this, they're probably fans are probably desperate to see some shots on goal. Uh, they got more than that in this game. So, two goals... Uh, from Tottenham there. Not the best of performances, if I'm honest with you, um, but they did just enough to claim the win. Leeds United actually opened the scoreline with a Dan James goal. Uh, I believe it was his first goal for his club in the Premier League. And then you had Hoiberg, uh, who grabbed the equaliser. They were scuffed uh, shot on goal, but they all count, don't they? So we won't be complaining about that. And then Regulon was able to grab the winner from close range. Uh, Eric Dyer, surprisingly, set-piece taker there. Didn't know that he had that in his locker. Um, took a shot on goal, deflected from the wall onto the post, and Reglan was able to score from the open goal. So this victory actually put Spurs in seventh position, four points away from fourth position. Um, so, yeah, not too bad. If they're able to notch up some wins over the next few weeks, get some consistency... You never know. They might actually do really well. So, interesting to see how, how things pan out for them. Um, now, on to my normal uh, agenda of the show, which is what I like to do, and that is to present the team of the week. So, what I'll do is I'll just get rid of this. I'll show you my team of the week here. So, won't be any huge surprises there. Um, we'll start off with the goalkeeper. So, Martinez, for me, was fantastic um, during uh, Aston Villa's game, uh, JR's first game in charge. Made some great saves in the first half. So, for me, a very dominant performance and a clean sheet as well. So, fair play to uh, Aston Villa there. Then you've also got Cancelo, who for me uh, was fantastic. Uh, the assist obviously grabbed the headlines, but he's such a consistent uh, player for Man City, provides 
the creativity in that in that team. Similar role to kind of how Trent plays, where the creativity comes from that fullback position. But obviously this year he's playing on the left side, um, which he looks quite comfortable in doing, which is fantastic in terms of his uh, functionality in the team. So yeah, so that's why he has to be in that team. Uh, Tyron Mings was able to grab the winner um, for his team there. So that's why I've got him there. Rudiger, also on the score sheet, but produced a solid performance for me. So um, that's why he's there as well. And you've got Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, honorable mention, I think Reese James had a great week as well. But I think Alexander-Arnold did enough to assist. Really, uh, as a Liverpool fan, um, it's no surprise in terms of what he produces. I feel like the neutral fan will neglect how amazing uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold's ability on the ball is. Um, because it's like if another player does a spectacular pass, it's more or less a thing of, oh, amazing. Like they'll start doing plaudits and stuff like that. But when it's Trent, it's just expected, which I feel like takes a little bit of the sort of gloss from his ability. As for me, um, fantastic player. I believe that was his 50th assist. And so for a 23-year-old, that is just amazing. Um but yeah, in terms of his weak performance, he was definitely one of the stand-up performers, so that's why he's in my team there. I've got Rodri as well, another good performance from him. Goal, spectacular, so <laughs> could not add, add him into the team. Same with Kante. Uh, both had so, uh, some solid performance in this weekend, but the goals, they both stood out for me, so that's why Kante is there. Podence for me, uh, had a great game, was definitely the spark in that Wolves team. I was able to provide assist to Jimenez to get the winner. So that's why he's in my team. Front three, I don't think there'll be any huge surprises. Mane, uh, fantastic week for him. Uh, getting a score sheet and an assist as well. <coughs> Benteke, who's scored two goals. Um, so obviously scoring a brace, deserves to be in the team. I feel like he's done really well this season considering um, the pressure of actually playing any games for Palace because of the new signing of Edouard. And I think maybe that's something that's pushed him a bit more because he knows his place is under threat. But whenever he plays, he's, he's doing the business now. So good, healthy competition there in the Crystal Palace team. And finally, Emmanuel Dennis, who was fantastic on the score sheet, got a couple of assists as well. Definitely the star player of the week, in my opinion. So that's why he's in my team there. Back to the normal scheduled show. So, as always, I like to do an FPL update. So, let me just review my performance. I have got 63 points this week, which is not too bad, actually. The average points was 57, and the highest was 135. So, God knows what cheat codes that guy was using. But, um, yeah, not a bad week for me there. Uh, but the actual star manager in our FPL league um, goes to a gentleman named Kojak Delacruz. Interesting name there. Uh, with 87 points. So well done to you. Um, great week. Uh, got a comment here from Barry Doyle. What players you like for Everton? Uh, the Everton team... 
You've got Calvert Lewin, who's a decent player there. Um, I've been really impressed with Damari Gray, to be honest. I think he's one of the standout performers for Everton. Um, a player who I feel like never really got the chance at Leicester. Went to Bayer Leverkusen, did well there, but didn't really suit that league. I think he wanted to be back in the Premier League. Um, so for me, he'd definitely be one of the best performers at Everton. And Dukure as well, I quite like. Um, Allen is a good defensive midfielder. Everton's got a decent, decent players there. Um, unfortunately, Rafa Benitez wasn't able to pretty much splurge in the transfer market when he joined in the summer. So maybe with a bit of backing, he'll be able to sign some new players going forward. But Everton had a great start so far in the season. Um, has sort of slowed down for them the last few weeks, but you never know. Um, it does take a bit of time for everything to gel. And the Christmas period as well, it will be a tricky period, but you never know. And um, we'll see how that goes for Everton there. And that wraps us up for today. So thank you for everyone for tuning in. Um, if you're new to the channel, please don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, also hit the notification bell um, so you'll be notified of any new content that's coming up. Um, and speaking of new content, I've got quite a couple of things happening from this week and next week. So next episode will be this Thursday, 25th of November at 10 p.m., where I will be previewing... Uh, the big games, um, particularly Liverpool and Southampton, but I will also provide my predictions for the rest of the games taking place uh, this weekend. So be on the lookout for that. And if you're on Instagram, uh, why not give myself a follow, which is at ozdi.ftp. Uh, I've started a new show every Mondays at 8pm, uh, which I've titled Talk That Talk. So that gives you the platform to come on and literally express your views. Um, anything you'd like to speak about your team or anything that's happened over the weekend uh, in terms of the football results, feel free to come on. Um, it would be great to get your views in um, a lot of the talking points that have been taking place. Managers have, has been the, the big talking point in the last few weeks as there's been a lot of sackings and lots of appointments. So, yeah, never a quiet time in the English Premier League, to say the least. But as always, thank you again, guys. Uh, take care and hope to see you all soon.